Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, Ball Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerbison, joined with Reed Bacon. Have another amazing podcast. Before we get into that, y'all, please, if you're watching, like and subscribe. It takes no time for you, but it means the world to us. Uh, leave a comment. Um, if you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download. Uh, leave us that five stars. It helps us. Um and we have merch, so go buy some of our merch. How we doing, bud? T-shirts in orange and white. You know, support us and support the Vols. Um, on this week's podcast, uh, we go over the Tennessee versus Kentucky game. Um, what do we think about this basketball team? And pretty crappy loss, I would say, over this past weekend. Uh, then we're talking transfer portal. A couple of guys leaving the team and what that means for us. And then a few that are coming in. Last Monday, we had a big day in transfer portal, guys. So we watch their film. We break it down. We tell you what we think about them, how they're going to fit into this team. So exciting stuff. Going to be a great pod. Let's jump into it. The game. Snap. The kick is in the air. And the kick this time is no, sir, Reed. No, sir, Reed. Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught by Tennessee. Tennessee wins! by Tennessee to one Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Down to the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pitt, touchdown on play number one. All right, so before we jump into the podcast, got to shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. It is the place to go for betting. It is your number one source for betting. They have all the odds, all the team totals, all the parlays that you could ever want, and they cover every sport. You got NFL, you got NBA, you got tennis, you got golf, you got baseball, you got everything you could think of. It is the place to go if you're going to bet on anything and make anything exciting. So for first-time signups, go over to betonline.ag, and for a 50% welcome bonus, use promo code BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V at checkout and receive that 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everybody. I uh, got another amazing podcast today in a different location as we speak. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Tennessee-Kentucky basketball game. A lot of transfer portal stuff. But first, Reed, how we doing, bud? Come here! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we recorded, let's see, we recorded in I mean, your, we your spoke, parents' living room. Yes, we've done my parents' living room, aka where I live now. I've we've recorded in my old house living room. I've recorded in my old house office. We've recorded in 
your old apartment, apartment bathroom I recorded in in a closet, in, in a closet I recorded in, a in living room living room and then also did like the little office space downstairs yes and then we did the office stairs our, our office space upstairs one time now we are so <laughs> we are in Nashville the content's what matters yeah not the location yeah but we're all in place <laughs> it's, at some point we hope to uh, Maybe, Actually, have, yeah. maybe have a studio or an office one day. I mean, nice. We would already if we, we would if we were professionals, or, <laughs> or or if we lived in the same city. But that's why yes. we are together now because I'm over here in Nashville for the next I don't know a couple of weeks or however long. Um, written written an apartment uh, as you can see it's furnished. Obviously, I didn't buy this stuff. <laughs> so, it's not your taste. No, so I'm over here in uh, in Brentwood and where I used to live, and they have a guest suite. So what's up? <laughs> I'm the guest, and Kyle's here. Like I said, so yeah, um, it was a great weekend. Uh, Friday night, hung out, relaxed, um, chilled at the house with my parents, and then last night, and still in Knoxville, Georgia, put on like a casino game night up at the country club. Mm. So I usually don't, we see all those same people over and over. So I would not have gone. Um, I would have stayed home watching the game, but I want to go up there, support my sister. It's a good turnout, fun time. Uh, then woke up, went to mass today and then drove over here to see your smiling face. And and we got some good, good stuff to talk about. Oh, I know. But that's one of the things in the off season that's so worrisome is you've run into weeks where shit just doesn't happen. And you're like, Oh crap. What the hell are we going to talk about? No one wants to hear about our weekends for 45 minutes. <laughs> um, but I had a good weekend as well. Fridays, we usually go out to eat, uh, me and my wife. Uh, but she said, I think I feel like a takeout kind of day and just sit in. I love takeout. Night. Um, she got, she, she got sushi and your boy got pizza. pizza I know of course. Where'd you get Bob Domino's. Nice. Yeah. Just got Domino's and some wings to go with it. Just, I mean, were they good? crushed it. The wings were okay. The pizza was great. Yeah. I got me a medium pepperoni, crushed it. Then, uh, had eight wings, crushed them. Boneless or traditional? Traditional. You're not a boneless guy? Bro, give me it. Those are more like nuggets to you? They are nuggets. <laughs> They're not fucking wings. <laughs> we can have this damn debate if you no, want. No, no, I'm not going to argue that. I'm just saying. I like, mean, I'm not, I'm, not get, I'm not going there to get chicken nuggets. I'm yeah. going there to get wings. I feel you. I feel, so. you. I feel you. There's times where, and I know I'll take the slander <laughs> – I love Buffalo Wild Wings, even though I know their service is pathetic. They screw up the order half the time. You really have to stay on top of them. And I don't eat there enough to be frustrated with it. <laughs> yeah, you're not a... But it's like a cheat meal for me every once in a while. But I do go, I'll go like 12 traditional wings and I also do 12 boneless because I like the best of both worlds. Mm. So, because I, I get a little hankering for either of them. So. Sometimes, and it, it very rarely, if I'm getting a very saucy wing and I don't want to get my hands dirty, then I might get boneless. I, like if it is tossed in like barbecue sauce or tossed in buffalo, and I'm like, dude, I just don't want well, to get so all the sticky. Wings that you got the other day were just dry rub. Yeah, they're just oh, dry see, rub. I, I, very, I like dry rub, but I'm all, I've always got to get tossed. Even when I call buffalo wild wings, I say extra wet. <laughs> I didn't even know that for the longest time. You're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> you nasty boy. You nasty. I say I, say I want that extra wet. I say, okay. <laughs> And it's just like swimming in the sauce. It's great. Of course. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, I love breaking down the films. I love watching the games, but the off season's fun too. It's nice. 
It's entertaining. So we had a basketball game yesterday. Yeah. This is like the first actual watch that I've had this year same, because it same, was same. because it's like leading up to it. Is it good? Are they good? Are we into SEC play yet? Da 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 da. And then it's like, okay, here's your real test. Even though Kentucky hasn't been doing great, it's still like this is our biggest rival in basketball. I would say for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and I and I like I've said on this podcast, I was so locked in to you know the, the Grant and Admiral team when they were juniors. I mean, I would watch, you know, Tuesday night, doesn't matter. Thursday night, I'm watching it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter who they're playing. And then the next year, I'm watching all the games. And I'm just was living and breathing and dying by every game. Do you think it's the characters on the team? No, hold on. And then last year, I'm, I'm still there, like maybe not as locked in as that those two teams. But then I'm still locked in watching a good amount. This year, I'm like, I don't really care. I, I just, I legit, like, I care, but I don't care enough to sit down and be like appointment viewing TV like I was. And I really, and it does not have to do with the characters. It does not because, like, oh, I love watching Grant player. I love watching Admiral. It's not that. Yeah. It's simply the fact that I think I've just been worn down by getting somewhere and then not like finishing. Right. Right. So it's like, and listen, I'm not going to be the one. I still have a buddy who's like, no, we still don't do anything in March. Last year, we did do something in March. Yeah. The SEC tournament was a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, we hadn't done it since like 77, 78, whatever. Exactly. And, and that is still winning a tournament. Yeah. And they did it, and, yeah. I was, and I was very happy about that. But then you go and lose second round to not very good Michigan team. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I honestly feel like my body is just like, it's just worn down from me. It's like, I just can't, I can't keep like being locked in like this. And football was such a fun season. And sometimes I don't even think like I'm a defensive guy, but sometimes these, these brand of basketball is not even like that fun to watch. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've watched a couple games, like maybe like when we played Kansas over Thanksgiving, I watched like the last, you know, 10 minutes of that. Mm -hmm. And then, there's some other games where I maybe catch the last little bit. And I'm obviously always score checking and watching a little bit, making sure we're winning. Yeah. And I also think it is because, like, and I said this previous off seasons, when football is bad, you're like fans, we are dying for good play. And that's and it doesn't true. matter what sport it is, we're dying for it. I mean, bro, I remember when I was in school, the softball team made the College World Series, everybody was watching it. And it's like, who watches softball right now? Nobody. Right. But we were bad as a football team. We were five and seven for three years in a row. So it was like, yeah, we're going to lean on other sports that are doing well. So I think football being back takes away from it. Agreed. Agreed. I think that's a good point. And the other thing is, too, is like some of those bad years where it was, whether it was Butch or Prude or whoever, like, Towards the end of the year, like I'm the biggest diehard Tennessee fan, but I've said it multiple times: if you're trash, like I'm not watching y'all. No, it's just like when the Titans are like, you know, two and four. Why would I watch? Why would I? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. I'm not wasting a Sunday to watch a two and fourteen Titans team. I'm still very locked in. Yeah, I still, I still look at everything, read everything, maybe watch a condensed game, but like I'm not wasting my Sunday on that. It was also like back in those days, like you want me to watch a four and seven Tennessee play a four and seven Vanderbilt. Right. Like, right. No, thanks. Yeah. Like I'm going to be, I'm going to be like, like obviously keeping up with it and checking, but I'm not going to be sitting there in an appointment viewing. And so here, here's the other thing. This is such a massive cliche, but it's actually really true for me. And it's, it's such a lame thing to say, but it, I, I really found it to be true. Like 
I hate losing more than I enjoy winning. Yeah. And it's like, because I am so competitive that usually when I go into stuff, I know like pretty well that I have a chance to win. And so it's like, if I'm going in and I'm like, okay, you know, I, I'm, I have the better uh, partner in golf and, and I know that I can at least play with their, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, their B or C player. Yeah. Okay. Well then I know we should win that. And then if we do like, I'm like, okay, I expected it. I'm a little bit happy. You know, same thing with pick up hoops, Xbox, when I was playing intramural flag or adult flag football. And then, you know, even when we were Catholic for all those years, it was like you like winning just becomes like normal. And so it's like you win and you're like, all right, good win, boys, dap up, you're happy, and then you keep going. But then when I lose and I'm not supposed to, <laughs> yeah. I mean that's ruins your week. Seriously, that shit eats at me. Yeah. Like, I mean, no joke. Like being over here in Nashville, the last time when I stopped playing a men's league flag football. We won uh we won the championship one year and it was it was so much fun. It was a blast and we all took it, you know, serious and stuff. And it was great because we took it serious, but we weren't like the team that we beat that like had plays, mm -hmm. practice, all that. But it was so funny because then the next year we're coming back to repeat and like we ended up losing the playoffs. And I kid you not, I was like, I was, I mean, it, I mean, for like for like a week straight, you know. So it's so so now I I, I incorporate that into this year's basketball team mm. or, or, or even this year's football team. Like, yeah. Like I was like, when we, the, when the we, South Carolina game hurt way more than the joy of the Alabama game. Well, I don't know. Well, I would say, I would say once we beat, uh, we beat Pitt, we beat Florida. And then it's like, <sighs> we go and I felt really good going into Bama. Yeah. And we still, you know, you still believe it when you see it. Yeah. But it's like, I was so happy and so joyful. But maybe, maybe the South Carolina was still hurt worse than like the joy of Bama. I can't, I, that, that one's, that one's a tough one. But, yeah. But yes, but usually it's like. Because I mean, even the letdown of Georgia, it was like, that stinks, but Georgia is defending national champions. We still have a chance to make the playoffs. Right. Like it was, yeah, it didn't Georgia, feel as bad. Yeah, the Georgia one was more kind of annoying because I was like, I don't think we played our best ball. Yeah. I think if we played them on a neutral side or obviously in Knoxville or whatever. Um, but yeah, to tile that in, it's like, you know, when your team like when your team is good and you know they're good, like for the Titans last year, when I was like, even we had all those injuries, mm -hmm. I knew that they were, I mean, they were the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah. So it's like when they would lose to a team they weren't supposed to, even with injuries, I, it, would, it, would, it would bother me. It would bother me because I got used to like, okay, we stack this win. We stack this win. And it was like with those Barnes teams, when I was watching all those um, regular season games, I'm like, okay, we stack this win. We stacked this win. And then if we did lose on the road, I was like kind of pissed because we probably shouldn't have. No, basketball's tough because you play so many games. It's, yeah, it's also like – and we'll talk about this overreaction. It's like in a basketball regular season, like you can lose games. Like it's okay. Agreed. Agreed. And it's also like – it's like sometimes your shots just aren't falling. Yesterday we missed multiple Five layups. Five like, yeah. Multiple layups and, like, multiple different things. And obviously I know we weren't getting to the rack as much as – I mean, excuse me, we weren't getting to the line as much as Kentucky, which you can argue, hey, they were playing better defense and going straight up, or, hey, maybe we weren't as tacking as much, or, hey, maybe the refs were, were not great, whatever you want to argue. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it's like this year, and, and, and to tie it in is what I realized. So all, most of the years passed. Kentucky's always really, really good. Mm -hmm. And Tennessee is maybe 
not that great, you know, and we're building the program up. And it's like, so it's like, it's kind of our Super Bowl. It's like, if yeah. we beat them, yeah. then that's kind of our Super Bowl. Well, bro, now our, our basketball team is so good, kind of like when we were with Pearl. Like, I expect to win those, or I expect to split, and I expect to see them in the postseason. So, like, this isn't our Super Bowl anymore. I and, and, like, so it's like, it's not a big deal. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. Because well, now we're at the level where we're a top five team consistently the past three to four years. So it's like – us beating Kentucky in January doesn't isn't the same to when they had John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins and Tennessee was like 18 and 12. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like and, – and, and the thing is, honestly, like, I always want to be Kentucky. You always want to be Kentucky. You always want to be Vandy. You always want to be Florida. You, you want to. Like, when I sit to watch a game, I always want to win. But, like, if you lose, it's like, bro, like – you know, I, you know, we lost. I think Kentucky sweep us this year. That means we go to the final four or the lead eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it would be the same as like Ohio State fans being like, yeah, great. We'll lose to Michigan. If that means we get a national championship mm-hmm. out of it, mm-hmm. then they would have been okay with that. Because all you ever really, I mean, really all you ever remember is the actual winners, you know, but like, like, I, I don't remember maybe who was in the final four last year. No. But but you remember who won it. But as a Tennessee fan, we would remember like, oh, Tennessee was in the final four in 2021 or what. Yeah, and then we would go, remember when everyone said that we were dead and this was the worst loss of Rick Bryan's career and then he went on to get into the final four? That was, We'd be like, how dumb do they look? Well, it, we don't even need to make final four for, for how <laughs> dumb. I mean, when I saw that yesterday on Twitter, I was like, this is so stupid. And that's why I always say – Fan is short for fanatic because you're acting like a crazy person. I mean, I couldn't, and I don't know if people really believe that or they're going for shock value. And I don't know who those guys were. It says they're like in some sort of meet or whatever. I, I don't, I didn't really know. The worst loss of his career. I mean, that's insane to me. It's a January 12 o'clock game and we didn't play well at all. And they, listen, you can't fake desperation. And I listen, my, my boss at, at my at, at the company I work for is a huge Kentucky fan, massive Kentucky fan. And I told him on Friday, I said, You guys got blasted. Then you get then you lose at home and, and get blasted or whatever. I said, This is a perfect, perfect spot for you guys. Or for you guys. Like, I was like, you he Cal's gonna have those like, hey, no one believes in us. We're supposed to get killed, play all that up, backs against the wall. They set it on the pregame or on the yeah, the pregame right before the kick. Like, hey, we burn the ships. It's just us, like all those sports cliches, but it is true. Like, you can't fake desperation. And it was a perfect storm. And I feel like, not to take a shot at certain people, but I feel like certain people or definitely certain media members that didn't necessarily play sports, they don't understand how that works. It's, like, it's also, it's like, this isn't. This isn't a Vandy team that is just like a mediocre losing every now and then. Da 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 da. This team is built to be very good. They have five stars all over the place. Yeah. It was literally just everything else. So if you already have all the talent you need, it's just a little push. Yeah. It's just a little guy in the right direction, and it fixes itself yeah. fast. Yeah. I, and then the other thing is, like, we're still ahead of them in the standings in SEC. We're still ahead of them in standings and like, ranking polls. Like, we play them again. We play them again. Yeah. It's not like they're taking over our seating in the SEC tournament yeah. or taking a spot away from us in March. Like, we're okay. They, they had to have that win 
I mean, with all the talks about cow getting fired, which, by the way, is so stupid. It's so I don't, I don't like cow, but like Kentucky, what are you thinking? I mean, but like so he's, he's be, I mean, like he's a he's a great coach. Like, he is a great coach, not, and like who, he is a great coach, but he, what what he only has one. But that's my point. Like if like for me personally, in just a fantasy land, like I'm only getting rid of cow if I can have like Tom Izzo or like you know is you know. Um, but I mean, maybe only that. Maybe maybe Tom Izzo is the only guy I'm taking. I mean, Coach K is not around anymore. Plus, I don't like him. The only, I don't want the the only reason I, I think to bring this up is because we've argued about this before, and now you're on the right side of it. But Georgia firing Mark Rick and going with Kirby Smart. That's not it. Cal's so much more proven than Mark Rick ever was. Cal's a national championship winning coach. Now, you can't argue that. It's it's they're they're. Kirby Smart is Cal. Cal is Kirby. So, like, mm. they got rid of their, you know, they got rid of Tubby Smith or or, or Gillespie, whoever it was that there. They got their Cal. So, that's my point. It's like, Kentucky fans, stop. And that's what I mean. Like, fans are fanatics. They don't think rationally. So, they literally have Coach Cal, who is not doing good to start this year, and they want him gone, even though he – like and I know he might be having a rough bat, a rough patch, and they lost last year to St. Peter's and stuff like that. But that's basketball. Like it's it's mm-hmm. it's tough. So I don't know. The last thing I'll say about the basketball game is like, well, I mean, it was the first time I watched. Um, Euros is still very frustrating. I mean, he had his best statistic game the other yeah. day. Yeah, it it felt like offensively that was the way to get things going, was to feed him down low. Which is insane. And I, insane. It, it, like, it doesn't make sense. No, I, I was like, how does this work? Right. And they, I, have, they have Oscar Sheboy and Euros is a clown. And, right? I, I, and I think Oscar, like, is he small for a five? You understand what I'm saying? Like, I don't well, think. I mean, I don't think he's necessarily small, but, I mean, Euros is a legit, like, seven-footer. Yeah, so. where it just felt like the size advantage Euros did have. But, like – Euros is a liability on defense. Oh, it's insane. Euro, like, Euros, like – He's just so slow. He's so slow. He can't help that. He's a yeah. freaking massive individual. Like, right, no, yeah. Yao Ming was slow. Yeah. Uh, Boban is slow. Yeah. All those big guys that are just, like, too big for their own good, they're slow. Yeah. Give give Euros his credit. I mean, do you have some baby hooks? Yeah, they were beautiful. Like I mean, he had, like, 16, 17, 18 points or whatever. I mean, that's awesome. I think his antics still bother me. And I think Tennessee got lucky – to not be called for some fouls where he's just shoving Oscar Sheboy. He grabs someone else. Like, I was so happy when I heard a couple weeks ago, and, and Barnes was like, he's got to stop his antics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's going to do something stupid and, and and get a foul called or whatever, and he is a liability on defense. Yeah. I, but I, like I said, I was still very impressed with him offensively. I think what bothers me about this Tennessee team is, like, we're so deep. But, like, sometimes in basketball, you just need one or two guys – that you can go to every every night. And I get it. Someone could come to me and say, well, Reed, we got four or five guys that can maybe do it every night. Maybe one night it's it's Santi. Maybe one night it's, uh, like, you know, Double Z. One night it's Josiah. Josiah. Maybe another night, Julian Phillip. I mean, whoever. You know, one and then uh, Olivier, Olivier Kumwa had it the other night against South Carolina or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, but then when, you, when I'm watching, I'm like, you know, it's hard to bring up. Like, we don't have a Chris Lofton on the team. Mm-mm. Like, we we don't have – even, like, I know last year, I, which is amazing to me that some people wanted to say that Zakai Ziegler was better than Kenny Chandler. Like, 
like Kenny Chandler could still take over a basketball game when he needed to. Yeah. He could get to the rack when he needed to. And Zakai can really get to the rack when he wants to. And I that's what I was saying yesterday. Like, you know, like I wanted Tyree Key, I wanted uh Josiah Jordan James, I wanted Zak uh um, okay. yeah, to get to the rack and get in the paint. Yeah. Either get in the paint and finish, get in the paint and do a um little jump shot. I love when Josiah Jordan James or Santi does that little jump shot. Or get in there, draw, and then kick out to a wide open three. Because like um, Ziegler did that the other day. Or if Uris is down there moving around, it's like they did that one yeah, time. Yeah, just a like dish yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, I think often like offensively is just where kind of yeah. I know they didn't play well. They still should have won the game if they just hit some baby layups. Literally layups, they would have yeah. won that game. Um, but but I, get, I think you get what I'm saying. Like it's like it's it's a double edged sword. It's like hey, we got multiple guys can do it, but sometimes I'm like. You know, you got five, you got none. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. when they say about quarterbacks. If you got two quarterbacks, you don't have any. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was it was tough just watching at the at the end when we're missing opportunities, we're missing layups. We're it hurts. It it hurts. That last possession, I was like, what What's the point? I mean, it, it was uh, Viscovi just going into the lane, we're down by three. Yeah. Where shot clock and game clock are almost aligned. We can have the last shot. Yeah. And you take off with 20-some seconds left on the clock, down three. I I just – I'm. I, it's like, hey, chill, get a play set up. Maybe you can score with some time left. But, like, so you're- no matter what, if you score a two – they can run the ball. They can run the clock down all the way unless you foul them, Yeah. right? So it, it just didn't seem like they were prepared because even after they missed, they didn't foul right away. I'm like, are you guys ready for this last moment where you know you're down three, where you have these scenarios that are going on? I just I felt like – remember how much time was left. It, literally, when they got the ball, there was like 26 seconds left. And the shot clock, it was like a second difference. See, so I would probably disagree with you. And it, it's, it's you know, multi, it's, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. But, like, I, if there's 26 seconds left and my team's down three, like, I'm totally cool. Now, if you can drive in and kick out and get a wide open three, fine. But, like, I'm fine with extending the game. For me, basketball, extend it. Extend it. Like, get a shot. Now it's within one. Make them hit their free throws. But, I'm fine with that. Yeah, and I didn't even – but I didn't feel like Viscovi driving to the basket by himself. Was the best shot. Was the best shot. Sure. And I and that's fine. You can – you can uh, you can – I, you know, and that's I think that's the thing because like what like Santi, Tyree Key, Zakai, Josiah Jordan James, even Jordan Phillips, like are we real I mean, they kind of all are you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so I you either gonna be happy that they all can do I mean, who would you pick if you don't want Santi doing it? Who are you gonna pick? No, I'm not it's, saying I, I'm not saying I don't want Santi doing it. I'm saying don't do it by yourself. Okay. He literally just did it by himself. I don't even think everybody was back. I see I yet. see what your point is. And it was just like go, and then he missed. And then everyone stood there and played defense. Yeah. And I'm like, they can literally run out the clock. Yeah. The shot clock is not on anymore. Yeah. Foul them. It, it just felt like no one was prepared for what they were supposed to be I, I doing. Should, I should be saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And that aggravated me. Yeah. And there was and there was other times earlier in the game, like coming back on defense, where it's just like no one's communicating who their guy is. You're like set up to play man man defense. And no one's like, I got him, I got him, I got him. And then there's just dudes like from Kentucky, like, here you go, yeah. wide open. Yeah, yeah. And it, for being a defensive team, 
Oh, we have any, no, I'm like, no. I should be able to hear you on the TV copy yelling. Yeah. I mean, hell, we do that in pickup. <laughs> I, I, I got Dumpy Bud over here. You know what I mean? Like, I got him. Or I got him. How Ziegler got it stolen from behind him. And then I was just thinking, I was like, no one yelled wolf to him. No, yeah. No one yelled, hey, on your uh, behind, behind, behind. <laughs> like, no one warned him for anything. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, but it's, it's a long season. Um, like I said, we, you know, Kentucky out rebounded. They, 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 like I said, they play more desperate. You can't, you can't fake desperation. That's why you always see NBA teams in these series and a team's up, you know, 3 1. And an alarming stat 65% as a team on free throw percentage for the year so far. It's horrendous. You're not winning shit if that's what your free throw percentage is. If you, this is obviously a trend yeah. since it's the team average. I mean, I'm it like 30 minutes at least of practice is every single fucking person is shooting free throws. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, yeah. It has to be. Stay after. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Because that really hurts your offensive. Like, you know, me, I'm a big like drive in because I love driving in because you can either finish, dish out, or get fouled. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you're not hitting free throws, but they also got out rebounded by like 20 something. So, I don't know. Long season. We'll see what happens. Like, I yeah. think I'll check back in and like, a month. <laughs> yeah, we'll be okay. Let's talk. Let's talk football. Yeah, um, let's talk transfers. We're gonna hit on some transfers. So we'll, we'll the people that departed because we're gonna talk quick about those. Yeah. before we talk about these guys that we got. Um, okay, so Taven Jackson, totally understand it. Totally makes sense, and I'm happy for him. Yeah, he Maybe. wants to play. He wants to get playing time. He goes to Indiana, which um, I think he can go right away agree, and play. Agree. I don't think there's gonna be a lot of like pushback, and. I think he saw what Nico was and how special Nico was to the coaching staff and everything that it looked like. And he's like, this guy's younger than me. He's going to go in after Joe if something were to happen to Joe during the season or the next year. Like, I know that I, like, I'm already behind the eight ball. It's also like in, uh, it's also like in pro football. Like, Taven was like the guy that got drafted like fifth round. Yeah. And now they just took – And they just took first round. Yeah. So, it's like they – like Nico is going to have to be horrendous and Taven's going to have to play amazing. Exactly. Just because of the money that's invested, no pun intended. <laughs> exactly. So, so, uh, exactly. so anyways, I'm happy for Taven. Go home. Yeah. Well, you know, that that's awesome. And, and, and yeah, I uh, wanted nothing but success. <laughs> now this opens up the, you know, in your theory of like anybody can have success in high high offense. We have two scholarship quarterbacks right now. They'll bring another one in. And I, like, I just hope that they do. The only thing that makes me feel good is our third-string guy, who's a walk-on, yeah. played under Hypo yeah, at UCF. Gaston, Gaston, yeah. yeah, played under Hypo at UCF. So it's kind of like they've worked together for a long time. Yeah. So he can he knows who he is. He knows what kind of player he is. He knows what he can get away with yeah. with him at quarterback. So it's like, okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, they need to bring in another grad that kind of like, would, yeah. that kind of like knows their role. And, and you know what? Maybe a grad doesn't come in because he's like, I'm not yeah, gonna play. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be it'll, it'll yeah. We'll see what happens because yeah, two you know two starting caliber. Well, really, we have one starting caliber. And like we saw Joe play well in one game. Yeah, Nico's never taken a snap. I mean, that's 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 pretty iffy. Yeah, yeah. I don't – I mean, I literally do not give a shit how great you were in high school. It is a different game. Yeah. Like, it completely is. You're running a different offense. You have different calls. You have to keep up with different things. In high school, they'll give quarterbacks one-word plays. 
and they don't have to, uh, you know, that wide receiver is not running an option route. He is running a corner. You know that for sure. Right. Now we got option routes. Now defenses are shifting as you go. They're not just set up and cover three. Right. You know, so it's like everything moves a lot faster. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully they'll bring somebody else in and um, maybe add some of that depth. And I just guess. Says, it just says, it says, hey, you know what? You and Joe can battle it out and see what happens. And then if Joe wins it, then you are number two. And they leave Nico at three. Unless Nico is really just that dude, you know? So cool. He might just be. And we get to see it in a couple, couple weeks. Um, Walker Merrill, don't want you Wake Forest. Yeah, which, I, I mean, with their kind of explosive offense, like – it makes sense, you know. Well, like if I would have heard this five years ago, I'd been like, why the hell did he pick Wake Forest? <laughs> like that makes no sense. But I think they are transitioning more into the offensive side of the ball. I want Dick Foster. They throw it all the time. Yeah, I I wonder, I wonder what made him ultimately choose that. If it was like an NIL thing, or possibly just like this is the best offer I've gotten. Yeah. And I'll, like, yeah. how long do you wait? Like, right. how long do you wait for the offers to come in? Like, do you need to jump on it right away so that, it's you know, someone else doesn't get taken away from you? I mean, you got to play your hand smart. It's, uh, it's, it's funny you say this because I was thinking the same thing. Like, I would love to have Walker just like, okay, so like, what's up? Like, yeah, like, did you not hear from as many people as you thought? Yeah. You heard from a lot of people, but you felt <clears throat> most comfortable. Maybe Dave Clawson went all in on you. I mean, you know, Sam Hartman um, just left. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's going to Notre Dame. So, like, I don't know who the other quarterback should be waiting for. But, yeah, he's going to have a chance to put up some really nice numbers, just like he would have had at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm happy for him. It's also a good school. Yeah, you know, it so is. It's, like, it's a great it's, school. It's, it's a good spot for him to go, and I will be excited to see how he does. And he's not that far away no, from no, Nashville. Right, like, right. he can he can go back in a day. Yeah. And then uh, and then lastly, we Juwan. had Juwan Mitchell enter. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's really surprising. Um I, I I really think like, I mean, did he did he really believe he wasn't gonna going to start this coming year? You know, that's maybe, what he had to believe. But, but here's the other thing too about Jawan, and it's the same thing with Jeremy Banks. Like both of them, I'm not I'm not gonna say baggage, but both of them had other stuff going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. Now I, I don't know them personally, so I'm, that's why I'm not calling it baggage. Like I don't know what else it is. Yeah. But like Jeremy came in, then he wasn't on the team, then he was back and he did well. But then there's the South Carolina rumors, and then he doesn't play in the bowl game. And it's like, hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Well, then Jawan, like I remember when he first committed to Tennessee, then like he went dark, no one heard about him. They're like, we hope he's going to show up. Then he shows up. Then the whole time he's been there, like. I thought he's been okay and been fine. I think he also like got in trouble with a law at Texas too, or something. He got into it with yeah. the coaching staff. But like I said, when Jawan was here, I was like, okay, I think he's going to be pretty darn good. And then he was fine. He was never as good as I thought he was going to be. Yeah, and then the and injury he was, set him back. Right. I was going to say, and then he wasn't as available, you know, as much yeah. as hopefully. But like for him, you know, I hope he goes somewhere and and enjoys his last year, gets healthy, maybe tries to have a shot at. Um, you know, something else, hope nothing for the best for him. But, like, I think this room is a much better room than it was three weeks ago, four weeks ago, a month ago. You got a lot of good young guys. Mm-hmm. And now your older guys are in Aaron Beasley, who it seems like he does everything right. Yeah. And then you're going to bring in 
Keenanville, which is, I mean, dude's 25, he's married, like going to be very, very mature, going to be very knowledgeable of the game. He's yeah. a team captain. So like whether I think that he's going to be a good player or not, he's a good veteran. So like when you're walking into that linebacker room, it's like, wow, we got some young dogs. We got some real fresh young pups, you know, that are the fresh. Real fresh. Yeah. And then you got your senior guys that can lead the way and, and show how to practice. Yeah, play I practice. mean, I'm not going to be alarmed if freshmen play this year. No, I'm not either. Like, and but but I just think it's like that stuff matters. Like it really, really does. So like some people now, if I go into a room, I feel like having an old guy in the room matters a lot. No, agreed. But what I was gonna say is like depending on the type of caliber of older guy. Yeah, I've been around teams where some of the better players and some of the, um, yeah, older guys were just kind of shitheads. Well, they some of younger shitheads see what they're doing and they kind of take that way. Yeah, they can be somewhat of a you know a headache to deal with and cause friction within the team. But then if you got really good older guys that have good leadership and handle their stuff the right way, mm. then maybe that takes a guy that had that potential you know, shithead qualities about him. Like, Hey, I'm going to really lock in. Like, yeah. I see what's up. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So it's like that, that room, I think got better, <coughs> even if it's not better on the field. Cause I'm not going to knock with Jeremy Banks on the field and Juwan had some, some moments, but, uh, and I, I, you know, I haven't seen Keenan Phil play yet, uh, but I'm, I'm fine with what the room looks like. Yeah. I am too. I, I, I'm not like worried now that Juwan's gone, you know, yeah, no, I'm not either. Juwan was there to fill a space when, uh, Henry left. Right. You know, and it's like, you know, we, we figured it out now. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So guys coming in that uh, all on last Monday, um, let's start with a big offensive lineman. Go ahead. John Campbell coming from Miami, 6'5", 320. He has start, he started all last year. Started, I think about half the games the year before. I see good things. I also see bad things. And I'm going to start with this. If you were to ask me this year, watching film, watching games, looking at John Campbell starting left tackle at Miami versus the starting left tackles we had, I'm picking Mincy and Jeremiah over him. So right now he's behind both of them. So if he stays playing, if he stays playing, right. So I need to see, I need to see more out of him. I've already seen what Mincy can do and what Jeremiah can do. And it's impressive. And they don't get beat like easy, easy beat. They don't get, they don't get run around the edge. They don't get push pull. They don't get stabbed in the face and they give up sacks. Like that doesn't really happen to them a lot. One of somebody's going to have to move to right to take over Darnell's spot. I don't know who's going to be the most comfortable. John seems like one of those guys who can only play left. Really? That's what he just – it exudes from him. Now, you cannot tell, obviously, from just looking at someone's one game that, that someone played. I watched him versus Clemson. But from my experience in watching guys, he seems like one of those dudes who has always played left tackle, played it in high school, played it in middle school, and is so used to it that if you threw him at right, he'd be like, oh, God. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I think there's things that he needs to work on. He's a huge body. He is decent enough to be a placeholder if someone's helmet pops off, if they get a concussion, they're out a couple games. Like, 
he is good enough. He has starts in the big in in a Power Five conference. Right. Um, but he's not coming in and taking Mincy's spot. He's not coming in and taking Jeremiah's spot right away. He's got to work for that. And then we also have younger tackles that have already been in it for a minute. So I love adding offensive linemen always, always, always adding depth and adding competition. I know that Mincy is like, I'm ready to show out in front of everybody this year. He's he it, like I follow him on social media. I mean, he'll comment under Vol football videos and be like, we're winning it this year. Or like, cannot wait for August. Like he's like gung ho about being that dog this year. And if John Campbell comes in and has a good, you know, drill here or there, does a good few good one-on-ones and the coach is like, hell yeah, John, that's what I'm talking about. You immediately as, as someone in the same position, like, nah, yeah. Like, no, I'm not letting him take over what I yeah, got. New kids. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. definitely not. So it and it and it it makes your game step up. Yeah. So that's why I like it the most. Yeah, no, I I agree. I um yeah, like you said, big time. It's a it's a good program. He's coming from the ACC, he's a great size guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, I've said on here before, I really like Mincy and I really like Jeremiah Crawford, and I was worried about both of them. Like what? What? Because I didn't. I didn't know. I had no idea. And then I see Jeremiah or Mincy when we go to. I don't know if it was summer we went to or it might have been uh, spring we went last year. I, I he went practicing. Yeah, it's spring. He had an ankle. And we we're like, dude's a massive man. Yeah, you know, for sure. Um, but like, yeah, I love the way he plays. I I was very happy with the offensive line uh, a lot this year. Definitely. Know? And so yeah, like like you said, reps competition he is a big guy he's been around like he knows it so i'm fine with that um i i uh, you know how i am i, I mean this he's been around the program a long time i mean 2018 was coming out of high school but mm-hmm. you know me i mean he had miami he had bama he had auburn i mean he had florida he had georgia he had lsu he had michigan i mean ohio state I yeah. think he, tennessee i mean it looked like he took a visit and was uh, says here he's by Robert Gillespie. He's there. I mean, he do do has laundry list of offers. And here's here's another thing that kind of makes you like feel good about where we're at. He is leaving Miami. You know, the legend of Miami, another Power Five team. Not because he doesn't get to play, because they're bad. Yeah, he wants to be on a good team. Right. He's he might not even get to play for us. He would start at Miami again. Yeah. He has to fight to get a spot with us. Yeah, he knows I, he knows that a right tackle position is open. Yeah. He's played left. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, like the only like the real reason to transfer here is because it's the SEC and this is a good team. Maybe Miami said deuces. <laughs> They're starting left tackle. Yeah. I mean, you That's guys are ballsy. I know it. You guys were bad yeah, this year, but not good, not good. Um, but yeah, I, listen, I I didn't watch really any of his stuff. I left that to you. Um, I was more focused on the other guys, which I watched a good amount of their stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, listen, I'm fine with it. Um, It'll be it, yes, it will be interesting. It'll it'll definitely yeah. be interesting. I can't wait to watch practice. I can't, I can't I, wait I, I, to see. I was saying this the other day on the other pod, and then that's. You know, I think you interrupted and got me sidetracked. Thanks. Like I got to do that myself. <laughs> you do it. You do it all the time to yourself. 
Or what are we talking about? Yeah, exactly. But Cooper, and then and then having, like I said, Mincy and Jeremiah Crawford. Sprags. And having Sprags back. And so you got the two openings, but it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I'm just saying off sheer size and ability from what I saw, like, that's a nickel still around. I mean, is he going to really sit a whole other year, or is he going to uh, play hard? I could see that, right? Or it's like, so don't 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 forget about him. It's like I would love, and, and, love to see that. Yeah, and so it's like you know, there's there's some of these other now some of the guys besides Addison. I mean, he was the highest ranked also because what I saw with my own eyes, I'm like, I mean, he was he he looked like he was, he was playing out of position at center. And, and still, and he looked like he really looked like he was ready to play. Yeah. So, um, you know, and so you kind of add some of those pieces. So, yeah, I'm 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 excited for it. Um, okay. Do you want to do the defensive lineman or the wide receiver? So I watch both of these a lot. I <coughs> I will go with who I really like the most, and it's let's it's, finish with the one you like the most. Okay. 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 Yeah. So we're going to talk about. Dante Thornton. Okay. Because I love me some big boys in the middle. Yes. So, listen, Dante Thornton, it was nice. I got to watch. So, I watched basically all every catch he basically had because he had a high – there was highlight videos on on YouTube, but then I went back and watched the condensed highlight game summaries. Yeah. Um, It was funny because, like, sometimes I watched him, and I – and then and then there was other plays. It was like – I felt like I was watching two different receivers because, like, one time he's beating a guy deep, and he looks like he's Jalen Hyatt running by someone, and he's fast as hell, looking good. And then another time he'd catch one kind of underneath and, like, wasn't super explosive. And then he would catch another one underneath and, like, kind of take off. And it was like, I know dude's a blazer because he's leaving people. Yeah, he definitely is. It's just like maybe he's a little bit taller, so he doesn't, he doesn't look like – I think like it's harder, like, when he got into the tight, like, middle of the field – for him to like really get going. Yeah. And, and so that's always, like I said, that's just a me thing. Like I'm always so used to seeing, you know, like a Tyree kill or yeah. some, these little things, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah, it was really much like straight ahead speed and he's got good, good size. Which I, is like, dude, yeah. it, this it, is it, exactly what fits our offense. Right. And yeah. so, I'm like, so there's a couple things I'm like, is this is Jalen Hyatt 2.0, but four inches taller, three inches taller, yeah. like just as fast. I'm like six five, one ninety seven. And maybe and you know has better like not saying his moves in the open field are great, but they're better than Jalen. He has some damn good uh ball skills though. Yes, and- I like the one um they're playing Utah tracking the ball and he he had to turn oh, all the way back around to catch it. Yeah. He he caught he had some really nice hand catches. So mm-hmm. he had that one that he had to adjust to. He's had some that he went up and caught. You know, um it, it, yeah, I'm, yes, like and, – and the funny thing is, is I just feel like Tennessee it, for the next foreseeable future is really like we're going to have – you're going to get recruited here and you're either going to be a starter or a rotational player mm-hmm. and, that you, and that means you'll be, a, you know, a player and, and then we're going to – every year it's probably going to be one guy that's going to be a transfer who's a really good player mm-hmm. coming in. It's yep. like every, so it's like we're going to – Javante Payton, Bayless Jones, Brew McCoy. Uh, like right. now we got th- – like yeah. it's just – So it's like you're going to have your homegrown, but it's like every offseason because if there's a really good guy out there and they want to come to Tennessee, Tennessee's going to take them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the other thing is like as long as we keep putting up points, Blitnikoff winner, like – there's no reason that we wouldn't be able to hand pick. I'm not gonna say the best receiver in the transfer portal, but mm-hmm. maybe a top five or eight one. Yeah, and I mean, know? looking at it right now, yeah, 
you would trade Walker Merrill for this guy, wouldn't you? Well, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it's I'm like not even. I'm not even talking that way. I'm just talking about like. Um, it's just gonna be. It's just gonna be every year. We're gonna have another guy who's yeah. going to be an impact player the next year. Mm-hmm. And you just named off who I was gonna name off. So that that's what's exciting. But I, I, I mean, there's no reason not to like him. I mean, I I, I think he he can do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you have Squirrel and you have Ramel and you have Brew and you have this guy and then maybe one other one that kind of pokes his head up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. I, yeah. It, I have no negatives. Like, no. There, and there wasn't even any negatives in his film that I watched. Like, I thought, yeah, during that Utah game, he lost the ball a couple times. But it's also like, it, it's like you have two fumbles on the year. They were both in the same game. It's like you were you were having a little bit of the yips. It's right. not a consistent thing, right? So, like, he got it stripped once, and then it was like a design reverse kind of thing, and they flipped it to him, and he dropped it. Yeah, um, it's just. I'm not going to hold that against him. I'm not going to be like, that's the player you are. And I, I, and we're, we're not going to make him do double reverses in the backfield. Right. Like, that's not who he is. That's who Squirrel is. Right. You know, like, we got that covered. You just run your streak. Right. I want you running corners, posts, and streaks. streaks. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And he's also – he's a great size body if you do want him to come in, you know, like – Those digs. I, right. And that's exactly what I was going to say is like, because he's a big body, so throw a slant to him, throw a dig to him. And like, when I watched him, like I said, I thought he caught, his, caught with his hands well. He adjusted well, good ball skills. Like, I thought his routes were fine. I mean, there was a couple of times where he was just like finding his own and just kind of sitting in it. Um, but he definitely wasn't, didn't come across as one trick pony. I mean, you can go watch his film. Like, he, he has catches of everything. Yeah. Um, I, we got to stop saying this, but we'll be excited to see him in practice. <laughs> yes. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. Bring, yeah. bring me every year another guy who can be a game changer at receiver. Yeah, obviously. I, 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 it, it should be a constant every single offseason. Who that was a big guy, you know, coming out of high school, went to a school, and their offense isn't great. And he wants well, to. Yeah, you know, Tony's leaving Oregon. That's what's funny because, like, I mean, I think they were overrated. I don't think they're that great, but like, they kind of had a decent season. I mean, they, what they lost two games? I think they lost three. three. And they have Bo Nix and all this. And he's nonsense. back again. And it's like, so why, why is, why is he leaving? It's like because I think you'd rather go to, you know, it's not, it's you know, pick Tennessee over Oregon. Yeah. So it's nice to see that, but. um Yeah, I mean, and he had a he had a pretty good. I like going back. I mean, he was a four star. Um, you know, coming out, you know, maybe he wants to get a little bit closer home. He's an East Coast guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, solid offers. I mean, he's got damn Auburn, Florida State, Florida, Georgia, great offers, actually. Miami, yeah. Michigan, Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. Laundry list. Yeah. Funny thing is, he was recruited in Tennessee. So there's, you know, there's a. Uh, maybe that was part of his decision. I mean, yeah. Um, Texas, yeah, this laundry list. Of, this is insane, actually. He's, so that's two for two that's had really good offers coming out. And yeah. then, so lastly, to finish up the pod Omar Norman Lott. Yes. And he made it very easy for me. 63290. But he, if you just go to his Twitter page, I mean, this dude had film from practice. He had film of games. I watched some of their condensed and like, I really, I really like him. Yeah. Um, he is. He was I mean, more of a rotational player. He is, 
and that's fine. But like when he was in there, I thought he gave great effort. I thought he played like a damn bowling ball. Mm-hmm. I thought he had good leverage. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was disruptive. I mean, there's times where they're trying to pull and when I guess when he sees his guy leaving, he's cutting and just screwing the whole play up in the backfield. Like he had a lot of Dejon Terry in. Yeah. You know what I mean? There were a lot of times when I was trying to watch the Arizona State like previous games. Obviously, they were bad this year. Right. Where it was like some of their defensive linemen were getting into the backfield and it would still be a 10 yard run because right. their linebackers were not filling. I actually, like, I was like, what the hell's going on? It's funny you say that because I actually thought, I actually thought some of their D line play was kind of nice. Yeah. Like, I mean, there were some guys at times that they were, you know, kind of whipping some dudes. Yeah. And so, but I mean, like I said, I've, I've watched a lot of it. I enjoyed watching it. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, it was a nice note. Like, I'm, I'm, he kind of has that, like when you're on film, he plays with good leverage, so it kind of looks like a bowling ball. But mm-hmm. there's things coming in, wrecking people, getting back there. Yeah. He didn't make the tackle. <laughs> now, do you, this is me, and this might be the offensive lineman in me. I wish he was a little heavier. I think it, at, at, at 290, unless you're pa- like powerful on a double team, you can get moved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like Amari was a good 320, 325, like thick legs kind of thing. Like you said, he is a bowling ball. It's funny. I'm watching some of these again. It is it is funny because a lot of where he's having good success is, like I said, if they're trying to – if the lineman's trying to get the head, a head across of him and he's beating him to the spot. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, a lot of these are one-on-one beats. Exactly. Um, if we got a double team, if you're getting a guard – tackle they're like they're going to take you out the club and the thing about that is is he can also you know use his speed use his hands yeah you don't have to be 310 figure out your figure out your leverage first then your ability to get tiny get small split guys like there are so many offensive linemen that don't have the best cohesion together when they're in on those blocks. Like that was one of the main things that I tried to concentrate on when I was playing tackle is any kind of double team with a backside linebacker or backside of zone. I'm on a, a B block is what we called it with my guard is like, there is no space between us. There is nothing. For we them, are, for them to turn to we are tight. Like yeah. there is nothing between us. I would be, on my guard's ass cheek before I would attack the defensive lineman. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no. I would get on his butt cheek, then transition because into the deep. Yeah, because they you, you see an alleyway, you see a gap. Yeah, they're gonna skin. get yeah. they're gonna get through there and mess up my. They're gonna make it to where neither of us are getting to the linebacker, right. and it's a free runner at the running back, right. which is not what you want. So. You have to make sure there's no space between you as offensive lineman. If a defensive lineman can figure that out, if he can attack, if he can figure out how the offensive lineman are coming at them and attack, knowing, oh, this tackle's coming to block me too, I'm going to attack this guard's shoulder and split them. Right. It it, it ruins everything for offensive linemen. I'm, I'm telling you, man, I, I, I mean, I really enjoy watching these. I'm watching again. I mean, here's one – where he comes off and he gets skinny and he beats his guy and he, he goes in between the guard and tackle and and, and disrupts a, a pass play. It's like mm-hmm. a pass. He had a couple sacks he, on the on the season too, and they were all, also like 
I, I, I do. I, I really, really, I wish I would encourage go to his YouTube and, just, yeah. and watch some of these clips. Cause it's like, it's game. He's got game film clips where it's like from the all 22, but like what it's a good point because I've not seen him get through a double team yet, but when he's one-on-one, he's powerful. He uses his hands. Well, he's got a great he, bull rush. Yes. Yeah. He blocked, mm-hmm. he sheds his blocks. Well, it, and to me, it also looks like he has a good motor. Yeah. Because on one of these sacks, he misses a sack, gets up. On yes. one of his run plays, where I was talking about on one of his run plays, and a guy's trying to get ahead across, get his – I mean, he just shoots right down the line and just wrecks it. Yeah. Like, it was I, also big moments, his sacks. One sack was uh, third and third or fourth down right before half. So he, he stopped the drive. Then the next one was a big third and long while they're backed up in their end zone, and Arizona State needed points. And he gets the sack on that second effort. So it was like showing up when he needed to at the at the right moments. I mean, it's, it's, and that's and like you said, if he's just a rotational guy, I mean, who? I mean, hell, there's really not many starters. I mean, our starters. You it's know, not like they, yeah, they yeah, rotate. I mean, every every yeah, defensive line rotates. Right. So it's you know that that's not <laughs> a problem. But I mean, you had him uh, to come in, and, and you still got. I mean, I think our D line's in great shape. I mean, obviously, maybe add a little bit more, you know, just for depth purposes. But I mean, you got Big Omari, you got Sean Terry, you know, you have Tyler Barron again, which has played a lot on that inside interior. Um, you have him. I mean, it's it's it's. I, I'm telling you, there's just a lot of these plays. I'm, I'm really happy with because of. Everything, everything, the levers, the hands, the yeah. effort, the finish, his finish is good. Like, I mean, he just absolutely ate this boy up on a, on a run play. Like, and that's the other thing, too. He's like, I've seen it on run and, and pass. Yeah. yeah. So I, big, big, and, big Omar fan. And Roddy just makes me feel so great. Every time we get deep as well, I'm like, I can't wait to see what Rodney does. With yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, obviously, Omar is willing to work. Yeah. Because he's, I mean, he got to know that. Um, yeah, so I'm 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 fired up and I'm excited. You know, looking at his offer list, this is very much. I mean, it's a West Coast offer list. Um, Arizona, Arizona State, Boise State, Colorado, Colorado State, and then he's got the you know he's got TCU, Texas A&M, and he's got SC, you know, and UCLA, um, and he just came out in 2020. So, um, and he's from Cali, bro. That's kind of wild that he. Went to would come all the way here. Uh, no, that he went to Arizona State. I guess that's probably because Herm Edwards was still there. So yeah, Herm playing. <laughs> Plus, yeah, Lincoln no. wasn't at USC. USC was trash. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm very. I, I, listen, I'm happy that I'm sitting here talking about an offensive lineman and defensive lineman. Yeah, and a wide receiver that is different than what we have. We yeah. do not have a six four big. Like tall body, yeah. You know, like Bruce. Bruce, good size. Squirrel is, you know, a smaller guy. Ramel's so smaller. Gonna, I'm not going to call. I'm not. Ramel's, I would say, average size. He's decent size. Yeah. What I mean, what he's is he? Thinner. Six foot, he's five eleven, maybe. No, he's probably. I would say he's probably six foot. And okay. Maybe he looks a little taller because he's thinner. And now I'm not going to call a squirrel a scat back or a scat, you know, slot guy because he can do it all. Yeah. Even with his size, but you know. I'm just sitting here pounding. I'm like, there's probably not another position, O line, D line, that I'm going to be excited for more than. The, I mean, maybe if we get like a dog ass safety, I would maybe trade a dog ass safety for a six five six five receiver, mm-hmm. just because I trust Heifel. Yeah, and maybe I would maybe say 
I mean, that's probably it, honestly. Because like I, I was gonna say, because you already trade, feel good, you already trade, feel good about every other position. Yeah, it's like when I trade like a dog. Say if we could get a really, really legit running back or six five. But it's also like we still have small Jalen and Dylan Sands. Right. Like I'm like we're they, good. They would have to be a absolute. It would have to be Bijan Robinson, right? Exactly. exactly. So it's like if you think about it, who they picked up, it's like, no, okay, offense lineman, defense lineman. I'm signing off on it every time, and I like that it's an interior D lineman because I feel very good about our outsides. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I'm I'm happy with it. So um, very excited. I, I enjoy. I'm happy we got those guys. I enjoyed watching their films, and I think all three of them are good pieces. Yeah. And we didn't talk about the kicker, but it's nice we got a kicker. Yeah, and when I say, I mean, and you know what, we'll see how we feel about him. Exactly. You better make the damn kick. kick. If you get put in another situation like Chase McGrath, then you better make that damn kick. Make the kick. Yeah. yeah. Then we can talk later. Uh, all right. Thank you guys for watching and listening. If you are watching, please like, subscribe, comment. We love the comments. We love to answer them. Um, if you're just listening, rate and review. Leave us five stars, download and re-download. It helps with our numbers so much. Um, go buy some merch. Uh, we have T-shirts now, How We Do In Bud, uh, in orange and in white. Um, <laughs> see it, read. Uh, so you can get those on the link below. Uh, and follow us on social media, at Believe in Tennessee for our main account on Twitter, at rbacon26 for read at Kyler Kerbison uh, for myself on all social medias. Um, and just really appreciate you guys. You're the best. As always, go Vols. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.